on this national day of prayer, we are going to pray. That's what we're going to do tonight. But before we do, I hope to bring just a simple message tonight for all of us. Just a simple message. Um, And this message is probably going to be one that maybe you've heard before. And you know what I would, I actually hope that you've heard a message, something like this before, because there's certain truths about the way that we pray that, that are unchanging. And if something is really true, it should be the same, no matter if you hear it on a Sunday morning, if you hear it on a Thursday night, it should be the same, whether you hear it from a 60-year-old man or from a 23-year-old guy. Like you should, you should there's some foundational truths that surround prayer that I believe the Lord wants to impart to us today, right? But I don't think God just wants us to know these things in our head. I think he wants to reveal them to our hearts. Because I don't know about you, but I've sat through a lot of messages. Uh, I kind of, I grew up here at Res Life Church. You know, my first church service here was two days after I was born. And so practically just lived, ate, breathed Res Life Church my whole life. I've heard a lot of messages on prayer, but it probably wasn't until about two years ago where I actually caught what everyone was meaning when they would say, your prayers are powerful and effective. And I'm praying that tonight that we wouldn't just hear another message, but that we would get marching orders to carry out from this place that would change the way that we pray. Are you ready to go there with me tonight? Yeah? Come on, this is good. For those of you who don't know, my name is Pastor Jared. I'm the pastor of our Access community, which is this community that meets on Thursday nights. And uh, for some of my Access community, it's really different for me to preach on the stage. I'm usually preaching right here in this big, open, gaping spot right here in the middle, right? Um, But we're, we're preaching on stage for the sake of our online community, which we're so glad is here tonight. So today, National Day of Prayer, we are joining with the entire nation all centering around a few different prayer topics. The theme surrounding the National Day of Prayer is out of James 5, 16. And it says, confess your trespasses to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We've been made righteous before the Father, not because of anything that we did, but because of everything that Jesus did on the cross. And so Jesus, in dying on the cross, actually made a way for our prayers to become effective and fervent so that they would avail much. And I believe that tonight, the prayers that we pray in this room are literally going to change the course of our world. They're going to change the different areas that we decide to tone in on and pray in. But as I was worshiping, I I really felt the Lord speak this phrase to me. Um, And he reminded me of this verse out of Hebrews 7, and I don't have it up here, but out of this Hebrews 7 of that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. It's in Hebrews 7, I think it's verse 25. And it's this idea that Jesus actually right now is interceding before the Father on our behalf. Like we literally have Jesus. One part of the Trinity is praying for us right now. And I just felt like the Lord speak this phrase to my heart. He's saying, when we engage in prayer as a community, we're not praying for God. We're actually praying with God. Like 
we as followers of Jesus get the opportunity to join Jesus in his intercession over the world. And that's kind of what I, I want to go tonight, where I want to go with the short little time I have here. So the first question I want to answer is, what is prayer? What is prayer? And the second question I want to answer is, why do we pray? All right, so I'm just going to answer two, those two questions really briefly, and then we're just going to go into it, and we're going to actually pray in this room. We're going to put it right to practice. For a lot of my life, I think I viewed prayer as kind of like a vending machine. And I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience, but I remember I'm a, I'm a college student. There'd be those nights when I, you know, three in the morning, I'm studying, and like those fruit snacks, like in the vending machine, they just kind of start talking to me. You know, they're like, Jared, it's, you've been looking at me for an hour. When are you going to come, you know? And so I, I like stop my study and I walk over there and I press the button, boop, right? And then I like swipe my card, and then, or put in the dollar bill, right? And it kind of like unwinds, you know? But you ever have the moment when it just gets stuck, like, you're like right there, and you pull like the shaking, and then you're like, it's not coming, you get even mad, you throw the shoulder in there, you know? Like, and then you're like looking around, see if there's any like security cameras, because you're like, I don't want to get caught if I break this thing. Sometimes we view prayer like that, though. It's like when, when we approach like our prayer time with the Lord, it's like we, we approach the vending machine of prayer, and we're like, all right, God, I want this. Boop. Oh, and if you could throw in that too, that'd be great. Boop. And uh, on this one, yeah, boop. And then you say, oh yeah, in Jesus' name. And you slip in in Jesus' name, right? And then you're just kind of waiting for it to come, right? And then, and then you like, you're like, all right, in Jesus' name. You open your eyes and you're like, why isn't it moving? It's stuck, right? It's stuck. Sometimes we view prayer in this transactional kind of mode, right? But prayer was never meant to be a transaction, between I make a request and God fulfills my answer. Prayer was always meant to be a conversation that builds relationship between us and God. And that's, that's what I want us to hone in on today, is prayer is a conversation. And it's, it's prayer is me talking to God, but also me listening for his answers. And sometimes prayer is actually initiated by God he puts things on my heart. He whispers things in my ear that I'm supposed to pray for. And I get to talk with him. I get to build a relationship through communicating with the God of the universe. I want us to, I want us to just park here a minute. Do we realize that we, like flesh and blood, like I don't know about you guys, but like I make some mistakes and I'm not perfect, right? But we get to talk with and hear from the God of the universe. Like the one who said, let there be light. And boom, like there was light. The one who created this entire world and everything in it. He actually wants to talk to me. I'm, man, like if my phone rang and it was an unknown number and I pick it up and I go, hey, hello, this is your block. And this is like, oh, you know, this is, this is so, like, insert your famous actor. This is Brad Pitt. I'm like, what the heck? Why is Brad Pitt calling me right now? I'm like, okay, like, why are you on the phone? He's like, oh, I just wanted to talk and chat. I'd be like, I would tell everybody. I'd be like, that next week, I'm pretty sure every single one of you would hear, dude, random thing happened this week. Crazy. My phone rang. I didn't, unknown, I answered. It was Brad Pitt. 
Like, what? Why did he? We just chatted. It was great. Like, it was, I asked him all these questions. He asked me questions. Like, we would be so psyched if one of those priests called us and we got an opportunity to communicate with them. But how much more so should we be so stoked that the God of the universe wants to talk with us? Like, he, he actually is like, he's actually like, Psst, Jared, dude, like, this is something that's burning on my heart. Do you mind if I share it with you? What? I'm like, dude, I'm like five foot nine on a good day, like scrawny little guy. Like, why are you talking to me, right? But like, this is the opportunity that we have to engage with the God of the universe, to have a conversation. The very first prayer that's ever offered in the Bible is in Genesis 18. And it's from Abraham. Abraham was called God's close friend. But in the first prayer that he offers is actually on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. But it caused me to ask a question. Why did Abraham pray for Sodom and Gomorrah? Why did he pray? In Genesis 18, verse 17 through 18, it said, this is what it says. Then men rose from there and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. So basically what's happening here is, is God appears to Abraham and they're conversing, right? But then all of a sudden they look towards Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham was about to leave and God literally has a conversation. There's a conversation that happens in the Trinity and they say to each other, should I hide? I shouldn't hide what I'm about to do to Sodom and Gomorrah. I should tell my friend Abraham. And that's exactly what he does in verse 20, 18, verse 20, Genesis 18, verse 20. He says, the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come against me. And if not, I will know. So why did Abraham pray for God or pray for Sodom and Gomorrah? Because God told him to. God revealed to Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, and that caused Abraham to pray. The first prayer ever recorded in the Bible, the first prayer ever recorded was God initiated. That means that Abraham had to hear from God. It's, it's listening to God, and it's also praying or talking to God. It has to have both of these things in it. It has to. And that's what Jesus is inviting us into. He's inviting us into this relational aspect of prayer where we hear the things that are burning on his heart. And I pray, man, when I read about Abraham's life, how close he's called a friend of God, you know what gets me the most? is like when, when it says Abraham was a friend of God, it's like God sought to share his heart with Abraham. There were things about Sodom and Gomorrah that were burdening his heart. And rather than keep it within himself, God found Abraham to be faithful enough. He found him to be close enough. He had sought his heart enough that, that God was willing to say, here, Abraham, I trust you with a part of my heart. Would you join with me in interceding over this? And while we might not be praying for Sodom and Gomorrah today, we might be praying for family members in our life who don't know Jesus. We might be praying for our government as a whole and praying 
that the God would move in the midst of our government. We might be praying for maybe a healing movement to start in our nation, right? But why do we pray all these things? It's because they're burning on God's heart. He's praying for them already and he counts us worthy to share those things with us that we might join him in his intercession. Prayer's listening and it's talking. We're joining with Jesus as he intercedes for our world around us. So number two, you might be asking, why do we pray, right? If God is all powerful and he can do anything he wants to, like, why? Like, why do I need to ask for things to change? Like, why do I need to ask for a healing movement to sweep across the entire U.S.? Why do I need to ask that my entire college would be saved? Why do I need to ask that every single person in my entire workplace would walk in a real deal relationship with God? Like, it, it, isn't God able to do it himself? Like, what, what does my prayer really matter, right? And the, the, the answer is, is found in here. Prayer, what it really boils down to is one word. And that one word is authority. The essence of prayer and the reasoning behind the prayer is it comes down to this one word, authority. When, when God created the world, he actually gave the authority or the dominion over the earth to man. And we see that in Genesis 1.28, where Jesus, where the God says to Adam and Eve, he says, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Again, in Psalms 115, verse 16, Psalms 115, verse 16, it says, the heavens are the Lord's, even the heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of men. So God gave the earth, the authority over the earth to us as men, to us as human beings, right? And the way we might describe this is like in, in our day and age, it's like God leased the earth over to us, right? Now, if you sign like a lease on a house, right? You sign a lease on a house, you move into that house. But I don't know about you guys, but if, if I woke up tomorrow morning, right, like I'm sleeping, all of a sudden I wake up and I'm just like mosey my way down and I found like my landlord just chilling like at my dining room table with a paper open and he'd be like, Martin Jared, I'm, I'd be like a little shook. I'd be like, well, like, dude, what are you doing in, in my house right now? Well, I guess it's, it is your house, but like, I don't know, you leased it to me. Like, it'd be weird, right, for him to come in unannounced. Why? The landlord owns the house but he still has to have permission from the ones he leased it to in order to enter. And it's in that same way that when we pray, we actually give authority. We actually allow God to move and intervene into our daily lives. Since he's given the earth over to us, since he's given that dominion over to us, we actually get the opportunity to welcome Jesus in. We, we get the opportunity to call the heavenly landlord and to say, hey, like there is something severely wrong inside of our house right now. Would you come and fix it? Because you made it and you know what's best. You know how it's all supposed to work. Would you come and let, it, let us in? Does that make sense? Is everyone tracking with me there? Prayer is, this boils down to authority. And when we pray, we actually give God the authority to move in the earth the way that we the way that he wants to. 